What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? This is Dom Lewis here. Another episode of the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Um, before I begin, I just want to um, say a few things. One, I um, want to wish everybody a happy new year. Uh, I know 2020 was rough for everybody. Um, you know, even if you didn't um, lose a person, lose someone you loved, or lose a job, or whatever, or wasn't stricken by COVID, it was still rough. It still had an impact on everybody. Um, so I just want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Um, welcome to 2021, and just want everybody to um, just take this year by. Take this year by storm. Don't. Um, I know that we all had something that we faced last year that was rough. Um, it felt like last year to me was like three years in one. Um, but I will say that I'm still here and you're still here. So you have the opportunity to really do something magnificent this year. Um something that will blow your own mind. And I don't care what the circumstance is and I don't care what it looks like. Just take this year, take it by force. You should take it by force. You should really just grab this thing by the horns and just do what you want to do this year. Um, Even if you don't have the money um, or the resources, like um, I'm not telling you to go out here and do anything mischievous. I'm just telling you to just take the, every opportunity that you get and just run with it this year. Um, doesn't matter what it is. So happy new year to everybody. And, you know, think positive. We all going to get through this together. Um, it's a blessing that you're still here. Look at it that way. Um, because I, that's how I look at every single day. It's a blessing that I'm still here. It's a purpose that I'm here for. Um, and you may not know what it is, because I don't even know what my purpose is. But, like, there's a purpose that I'm here for. Um, I know with me personally, I know the Lord is taking me through a lot of different things, and it's showing me a lot of different things. So I, you know, um, I won't push what I'm dealing with on you, but I, what I will say is that you take this year by force and take advantage of every opportunity that you get. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing, uh, I want to say um, happy Founders Day to all the noobs. Um, January 5th, 1911. Uh, and now it is 110 years that we've been in existence. So I just want to say happy Founders Day to every every brother at Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Yo to all the noobs. Um, you see, I, I have this thing on my arm. I never take it off. Um, I got it years ago at the Founders weekend and I never take it off so um happy founders day to all the noobs out there uh, and I just got off of a zoom call and that kind of leads me into my third point uh I got off of a zoom call with some brothers and I really appreciate my brother Luan Bay Domingos he really really kind of kicked me in the gear tonight as far as this podcast is concerned and um just making me realize that 
it's not a matter of me getting it perfect or me getting it um, me having the perfect product to put out it's a matter that it's out that I put it out so um, I think that you know sometimes that artists or creators of content they struggle because uh, for a lot of different reasons but sometimes we struggle because uh, we don't the product isn't what we want it to be and we want it to be perfect and you know I appreciate Luke for telling me like it's not a matter of it being perfect not a matter of the audio or how it sounds sonically just put it out uh, get the content out and then the rest of it to take care of itself so I appreciate you for that Lou thank you and I'm doing exactly what you said I'm getting the content out so it's currently 12.48am um, on January the 6th now so um, but I'm still up I'm still going to record because I got to get this out so we all know big story what's going on in Philadelphia here I mean listen let me first say that I'm truly thankful that the season is finally over the season by the season I mean the Philadelphia Eagles I'm glad that the season is over um, this was a rough one and I, you know, I had already said I thought the Eagles weren't going to be a good team this year. But I never saw 4-11-1. I never saw that coming. And just the fact that um, they went through this season with so much turmoil and disgraced themselves so bad um, and embarrassed themselves so bad week in and week out, I'm just glad that it's over. Um, that's the good the good news of this season is that it's actually over the bad news is that we will probably have to deal with this or seasons like this probably for the next three years um, because um, as you all may know Ty Roseman isn't going anywhere Doug Peterson isn't going anywhere they both will be returning next year uh, um, in their respective positions and the questions are still in the air as far as if they're bringing Carson Wentz back or if they're going to trade him or what they're going to do. And yeah, you would normally feel good about um, the draft choice that you're going to have. The Eagles are picking at number six in this year's draft. You would normally feel good about that because um, you know, you're like, okay, you can't miss with getting a um, a number six overall pick in the draft. You can't miss with that. The problem is the person drafting the player is Howie Roseman. And I don't care how good the man has been with the cap or how good of a season he had in 2017. He has not shown me at all that he can pick players. And that the Eagles haven't shown me at all that they... More importantly, they have not shown me that they can develop talent. I think that's the mo- that's the scarier, the more scary part, or the more frightening part, I should say, um, that the Eagles can't develop talent. It's more scary to me that they can't develop talent because let's say their player is um, not like superstar talent, but star talent. Um. The Eagles have a way of not developing that player, said player. And to me, it just seems like these players go elsewhere and they shine. Um, and now sometimes it just takes 
a player a little longer to develop. And sometimes it's just a matter of change of scenery and um, different coaching. But that's the problem to me. Uh, it shouldn't have to be different coaching. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles are have been known to be a, a very well-run organization, um, very solidified structure, and um, kind of like world-class. Um, at least it's how people say around the league, uh, that's how the Eagles are. They, they look at them as a world-class organization. And I feel like um, this year, the bottom kind of fell out. The bottom did fall out. I'm not going to say kind of fell out. The bottom did fall out. It's like there were so many issues for years. The Eagles were covering up. And they finally, if the, if I, the bottom just fell out this year and it just all spilled over. And now you're dealing with these issues at once because you didn't address them years prior. And the issues that you thought you addressed years prior, you didn't. And now we got issues on top of issues. And we're in a pretty bad state as a as a team. Um, I'm going to meet weak because I'm not a Philadelphia Eagle, but I'm saying, like, our team, the Eagles, are in a pretty bad state right now. Um, I mean, right now, quarterback is a mess. Quarterback as far as the person who's supposed to be the franchise quarterback, he's a mess. Um, we don't even know. Um, I mean, people are questioning if he can even be fixed. I think he can, but I understand the questioning. I understand the questioning that can we fix Carson Wentz or can Carson Wentz be fixed? I think he can, but it's a question. It's a fair question to say the least. So you got questions about the quarterback. You got questions about an aging roster. Um, you're in cap trouble because um, you get handed out all these contracts and players are either hurt, players are either old, and you're trying to restructure deals, but um, you're in a lot of cap trouble because you're not going to be able to get free agents like you have done in the past. Free agents that you picked up or acquired for this upcoming or this year that just passed or the season that just passed, they underperformed and, and now you're stuck with paying these people out on these deals and they have not given you the performance that you signed them up for. So you got all this jumbled up. Um, and then, you know, you look at the problems with like overall, like the offense and the biggest problem probably is with the besides the quarterback is with the offensive line. And you have this problem with the offensive line. Um, you know, you had 14 or 15 different combinations of offensive lines this year, which is just ridiculous. And some of it is unfortunate. Some of it is for like, some of it just happened. Some of it's coaching. Like there's so many different things wrong. It's just, it's a mess. That's what you know. You know that it's a mess. So you got problems with the quarter. You got problems with the offensive line. You got problems with the uh, the skilled positions because, I mean, you're 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 pretty sure who you have at running back, but you don't use the running back enough, or you don't use him in the way that you're supposed to use him, and he you can't reach his fullest potential because you're not using him in the manner that he should be used. Um, these receivers are still a question mark. Deshaun Jackson is the oldest receiver on the roster. Probably the best receiver, but he's always hurt. Alshon Jeffrey has clearly lost a step or two, and he plays when he wants to play. Um, 
And that's what I saw. I saw him play a little bit better when Hurts came in and when Wentz was gone. But it shouldn't be like that, and I felt like it was. I'm not saying that Wentz didn't have problems, but I just felt like now Alshon wants to play because there's a different quarterback, and that shouldn't be like that. So you got that issue. Um, Skill positions, running back, tight end. I mean, you let your best tight end go, Zach Ertz. You let him walk because you can't – because you're in cap trouble, so you can't give him the deal that he wants. Dallas Goddard is hurt all the time. So – you got issues across the board on the offense, and, on offense, and, and you know that's not even talking about their play. Not even talking about the plays they run, the product they put on the field, the actual offensive scheme, which is very predictable and not exciting, and not innovative, and not um, creative, but. You don't address that. I mean, you address it, and the way you address it, it failed. But instead of, okay, something needs to change here offensively, period. Like, we just need to overhaul it completely. You keep the coach, who is the offensive coordinator, and doesn't have an offensive coordinator. He is the head coach slash offensive coordinator. But you let the defensive coordinator walk, but you don't fire him. You know, he takes a year off so that he doesn't act actually get fired and then he'll contemplate retiring next year so alright like there's so many issues with the team I can't even like it it will take me all night to talk about the issues but um, the biggest issues yes are quarterback head coach general manager and I've always been under the impression, and this is no secret as far as how most people think, I've always been under the impression that you keep the talent over the the coaches or the executive uh, because the talent can win you. Even if, even if um, the talent is a little bit of a headache, you can get someone else in here to coach that talent properly and get them to, get them to produce and to perform and to give you the production that you want. But no, you turn your back on, from what it seems like to me, you turn your back on the talent and you keep the the, the mediocre head coach. Um, and the reason I say mediocre is, is because that's what his record proves. Yes, he won the Super Bowl in 2017, and I'll never take that away from Doug Peterson. But outside of the Super Bowl season, Doug Peterson has been 7-9, and 9-7 nine, nine twice. And then four eleven and one. He's mediocre. And if he's not mediocre, his results are. So it's not fair that, you know, it's not fair that we can just say that he's a Super Bowl winning head coach, but not look at the other side of it and say, oh, outside of that season, he's only a five hundred, you know, a barely above five hundred head coach. We got to be real with ourselves. And this season sucks. But like I said, bad. Why? Because they're in trouble. They need to get 
which they started doing last year, I will give it because they got a bunch of young receivers. Problem is they can't catch or they're hurt all the time. Like, I mean, Hightower can't catch. That's what I see in Hightower. Quest Watkins can catch. He got some speed on him too, um, but he just needs to develop a little bit more. But that goes back to me saying that this 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 organization can't develop talent. And then you got Rager. Um, the reason he's so criticized is because you look at Justin Jefferson, the season that he had in Minnesota, Eagles had the opportunity to draft him, and what did they do? They passed him up for Jalen Rager, and Jalen Rager didn't have nearly the season that Justin Jefferson did. And granted, it's an, it, it may be an outlier season, but for right now, it's looking pretty bad. It looks pretty bad on the Eagles. Um, she got all these issues. And then to pile on top of that, you know, the issue of, I guess, the tank game, <laughs> week 17, flex to Sunday night against the Washington football team. Um, if Washington wins their end, and you play Jalen Hurts for three quarters, even though he wasn't playing well, but you bench him in the fourth quarter for Nate Sudfield. And you clearly indicate, and it doesn't, like, as far as the optics of it, you tank the game. Now, granted, I think any smart fan knows that the Eagles weren't going to win the game, and the Eagles were trying to lose that game on purpose anyway. They sat most of the people that started over the year. They sat like they're starting defensive line, basically. Um, Carson Wentz wasn't even dressed. Um, they sat a lot of key players for rest or for injury or whatever. And Hurts is a young guy. Like, regardless of Hurts being the starter right now, Hurts is a young dude. So, you know, he was going to go out there and get his experience on. And You know, I look at this game and how it looked to everybody, and I'm just like, my issue is not that they tanked the game or whatever. I don't have an issue with that. Um, now, I mean, granted, like, you probably shouldn't play Sudfield, but it's just that they're a mess. Like, they can't get out of their own way. And just seeing that the Eagles went out in that kind of fashion, although it sucked, and um, what a bad way to end a terrible season. And I'm just glad it's over. Like the issue, uh, the issue with the Eagles is like this has been a national story for the last two days. You know, they can't get, they can't, there is no good thing out about the Eagles right now as far as the organization, the team, whatever. There's nothing good about the team right now. Nothing. Um, It just sucks. This is like the lowest of the low for them. Lowest I've seen in a while. And granted, being an Eagles fan has not been easy. Um, you know, we've gone through some bad times. Um, probably a lot more bad than good. But this is a low, very low point. And the Eagles right now, you know, I've made the arguments about, but why are we supporting this team? Like, this team sucks. And 
all this other stuff. And I'm just like, you know what, man? Like, how low are you going to take us? How low are you going to take this city? How low are you going to take these fans? Like, how, how, how much worse does it have to get? Like, what else can you do to me? Like, because at this point, you're just being disrespectful to the way you look at the fans and the way you just, you lie to people in their face. And it's just outright disrespectful at this point. And it shouldn't even be tolerated by anybody. Not me, not any other fan, not any casual fan, not any general sports fan. It shouldn't be tolerated, but like, this is just disrespectful. The way they are. It's a mess there. But, and like this kind of, this kind of season, this kind of, the way things went this year, this is a reason to call for someone's head. Someone has to get fired. Someone would have to answer for what happened this year. You know, something would have to change like drastically. There is no, oh, we're this close or there is no, um, once these people come back from injuries, we'll be right there. No, this is none of that. This team is bad. I've been saying for two years how badly coached this team is. They're not a disciplined team. They're so so poorly coached. Their talent just actually won them games. And they made a few plays here and there to the point where, okay, you win some games, you win a division, and you're in the playoffs. But there is nothing that I, I saw about the team over the last two years where I'd be like, you know what, they're they're well coached. They're not a well coached team. They haven't been well coached for a long time. And it's like, I get it. Doug won the Super Bowl, but man, like, there there are other coaches out there. There are other offensive minds out there. And why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you keep doing this to us? This is a bad team. Bad team. Listen. Eagles played their last game Sunday night, right? First of all, I was mad that he got flexed. When I saw the week before they got flexed, I was like, why? Like, why are you flexing this game? Eagles don't have a chance to win the division. Washington win the division if the Eagles lose. Eagles are sitting everybody. Like, there is no reason for the Eagles to win the game because they got to get better draft position. Why are you flexing this game on Sunday night? So that was my first issue. Okay, the game starts. Jalen Hurts doesn't even play well. So, like, you know, this thing about Jalen Hurts, listen, I have no problem with Jalen Hurts. I think that he can be a good player. I really do. Um, and maybe he will be the guy for the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles will trade wins. Maybe they'll just have a quarterback competition. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. That's not what I'm here to address. Right now, I can just say that, you know, out of the four games that he played this this season, four games that he started for the Eagles, um, he had one. He had, he had two good games. He did. He had two good games. I mean, he had one. His first game was, you know, it was a good, good start game. You know, he didn't, he didn't blow anybody out the water as far as, like, throwing the ball but um you know he ran the ball pretty well and then the second game I mean he he, he let that thing 
he slung he slung the rock. He did. He he played really well. But um, they lost. Okay. So then you know go to the next week uh, against Dallas. He doesn't play that well either. That was the game that I thought he would have the first game. I thought he would have a game like that during his first game um, with the two picks and the fumble. Um, so he didn't play well in the Dallas game. I mean, that, the Dallas game, that was just a bad game. Bad game all around. And, I mean, they started off well, but it was a bad game all around. And, you know, you lose to Dallas. I mean, all you had to do was win that game because if you would have won that game, you probably would have won the division. But you lose that game, okay. You lose that game, fine. The division's, you know, no longer in play. You know, you got this last game. You don't play well at this game either. Like, you throw for your 7-20. Seven, seven for 72 yards. Uh, you run for two touchdowns, which is cool, but like uh, you're not throwing the ball really well. You're missing receivers, uh, missing open guys. It just wasn't a good game by him. And like, if we're going to criticize Carson Wentz, and I get it, he's a five-year uh, pro, and um, he was a guy that the Eagles paid the money to, I can criticize Jalen Hurts as well. I don't care. Whoever's a starter, they're not playing well, they got to get criticized. He can get criticized too. He didn't play well. He didn't play well. Like, he's not sh- – he didn't show me that, okay, like, he should definitely be the guy with Carson Wentz. If anything, he just shows me, okay, if there is – like, the Eagles the, – the the thing, what they, what they need to do, in my opinion, is have a quarterback competition. Like, there is no – Jalen Hurts is the starter and you trade Carson Wentz. Like, you need to figure out Carson Wentz. You need to, you need to fix it. You need to fix that. You need to fix that first. You don't trade him. You don't take a thirty-four million dollar cap hit, and you don't put your franchise in the hands of a guy who's only played four games. Who's only started four games in the NFL? You need to fix what's wrong with Carson Wentz. And listen, I go back and forth with my man Earn all the time about the Eagles and about. Um, coaching and he thinks a lot of times it's on the player and I get that I am not knocking I am not saying this out on the player but I can see that he needs coaching and he's not getting it and it is Doug's job to coach up his star and he's not doing it or to make sure his star is coached up excuse me he don't have to do I'm not saying got to do it one on one but he is, it is his job to make sure that he is coached up and he hasn't been coached up. And I'm blaming I'm blaming the head coach for that. His issues issues with Carson Wentz are one in his head. Like mental. Between the ears. Two, mechanical. Um three, if you want to say three, uh issues with like seeing the field and seeing uh reading defenses those other two the two issues I just mentioned two and three those are coaching things those things that can be coached out of a player or you can coach a player up to actually learn how to do those things get it I get it the player does have to take ownership and I and it's, I'm not absolving Carson for anything he gotta hire somebody this offseason hire a personal quarterback coach and get himself coached up Hire Trent Dilfer. He's a good quarterback coach. He may not have been a good quarterback, but he is a good quarterback coach. Someone. You got to hire somebody 
to coach him up and get those mechanics worked out. But Doug has to put him in the position to win. And Doug needs to make sure his his star is coached up. And he needs to figure out how to coach Carson Wentz. I get it. In 2017, when they were on a roll, there was no issue with the coaching. He also had Frank Wright and John Filippo. And I hate to keep bringing their names into it, but it seems like that's the issue. Like, it seems like when... That's the only difference. I mean, in 17, when he played well, he had Filippo, who was his quarterback's coach, who coached him up, and from what I understand, coached him very hard. And... Frank Wright, who was his offensive coordinator. And I heard something interesting um, on Seth Jordan's podcast. So, Aeneas Williams is on Seth Jordan's podcast. um, And he said, great players like to be coached hard. Not just like to be coached, but they like to be coached hard. Even if they don't like it at the time, they need to be coached hard. And he's not getting that type of, I can tell you, I am very confident that, that Carson's not getting that kind of coaching right now. I'm very confident in saying that. Um, because of different things I've heard about Doug Peterson and the way he coaches. Um, and listen, I don't think Doug Peterson's a bad coach. I think he's a good coach. I really do. But this is a, this is a, 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 this is a a crossroads in, his, in both of their careers because Doug has to figure out how to evolve and how to go to that next level of coaching and take a step back, pull it back, and actually take a look at everything from 30,000 feet and understand how to move forward with this team, this new team younger team older quarterback this new NFL this this NFL isn't the same that it was as it was three years ago it's not the same NFL it does change year to year but it really is there's a difference in you know what happened three years ago versus what's happening today there's a difference so I look at it and I'm just like, Doug, you need to figure this out. It is time for Doug, because I looked at it like this. Doug Peterson, all right, Andy Reid, when he coached here for 14 years, he got fired eventually, and then he went to Kansas City. And, you know, he had good seasons in Kansas City, but they were not, like, you know, they they weren't making noise, noise until he got Patrick Mahomes. Now, I look at him having Patrick Mahomes and even before he had just right before he got Patrick Mahomes and he evolved as a coach there's certain things he started doing where he he just got, he became different he evolved I'm not saying he changed completely but he evolved some of his mistakes and some of his um, weak points he evolved from those things he learned how to uh, delegate different jobs and just overall 
be a better coach, better overall coach, and coaches coaches, and, and teaches coaches how to coach hard, and demand excellence. And I feel like we not get, we're not getting the same thing here. Us as fans of the Philadelphia Eagles, we're not getting that here. And I listen to Adam Kaplan a lot, and he and and I, from what I understand from him, and I know he's very close to as far as you know being connected with the league and things like that. But one of the criticisms he says, one of the criticisms on with Doug Peterson is that he has an issue issue coaching his coaches. And listen, I can't have you being soft on your coach. I listen, they're your guys. I understand that, but like, yo, I need you to dig in their behinds like they should be digging in players' behinds. gotta be better he needs to figure this out Carson gotta figure it out too I get that and I'm not saying he doesn't I already said what he has to do Doug needs to figure this out though. Howie I'm not sure if there's any hope for Howie I can't address him because I don't feel like there's an actual solution to him other than firing Howie there's not a a solution to me that allows him to stay with the Eagles organization and actually be better, a better GM. There's nothing, nothing there that says that. Now, granted, they hired John Dorsey uh, as a consultant, and the consultant will hopefully turn into like a full-time role. But like, there's nothing that Howie could do to make me believe that he actually gets it now. Um. How are we going to be Howie? And for some reason, he, he's not held accountable. At least from what I can see. He's not held accountable. So, like, I mean, he's the guy. He is the guy. Like, can't fire the boss. He's the boss. The only person that's above him is the owner. And that's his boy, apparently. So, he ain't going to fire him. If he didn't fire him this season, he's never going to fire Howie Wilson. Because this was bad. This is an embarrassment. And nobody deserved it. No one deserved this. No fan. No spectator. No one deserved what we got this year. I get it. I'm a person who believes that with teams in the NFL or with any sports, you know, or league or whatever, you're going to get it where there are teams that are sometimes the teams are going to be bad. You'll have up years and you'll have down years. You'll have years where you just like, we're just not that good this year. Nothing we do works. For the Eagles, it was past that. It was just like everything was a disaster. Everything was a disaster. Like, I fully expected a seven and nine season. I said they'll be seven and nine. Eight and eight. I said it at the beginning, I was like, they'll be eight and eight. Like they're 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 not a good team. But they they will fight. Like I didn't think they would not fight. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, but I saw the team quit a few times this year. And maybe they quit on Carson Wentz. Maybe they quit because they just felt hopeless. Maybe they felt like everything they did, nothing was working. I don't know. They quit though. I saw them quit a few times. And even when they had hope, even when they started fighting, even when they started producing a little bit. 
they were still bad. Like, Jalen Hurts got all this credit and all of this, like, all these accolades and all the like, people were lauding him and all this other stuff. You know, the Eagles never scored over 30 points once a time this year. Like, the most he scored in the game was 29. They scored 29 with Carson Wentz against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, listen, we can laud the kid, you know, applaud him for good play. But no, I'm going to get on him when he's bad, too, because y'all got on Carson. And no, I'm going to get on everybody because everybody was bad. Even the punter was bad at one point. The kicker was horrible. Special teams, we, we've never had a problem with special teams. I can't remember the last time we had a problem with special teams. They were bad. They were bad this year. Injured again. Team full injuries again. Like, ridiculous stuff. Everything that could go wrong went wrong this year. Everything. An embarrassment, an embarrassment. And, you know, there were games I just was like, I'm not watching. Like, I mean, um, I didn't watch, I didn't really watch, I didn't really watch the game against Washington this last game. I didn't really watch, I listened to some of it on the radio. Um, and, um, kept up with it through text message, but I didn't really listen to it. I mean, I didn't really watch the game. I didn't watch the Seahawks game this year. Um, I watched some of the Dallas game. I watched the Arizona game because that was a pretty good game, but I wasn't going to watch that one. I watched that one. I watched the Saints game, but like, there were games I just, I just didn't, I didn't watch this year. Like, they were that bad where it was like, this is disgusting. I'm not going to subject myself to this. I'm all about, like, not... I get it, we're fans, but, like, listen, don't subject yourself to, like, a pitiful, sorry team. Like, you know, if they're just being... If they're being terrible, then don't subject yourself to it. Eagles are bad. Not going to support this team and view them. If they're playing like this, putting out this sorry effort, this is horrible. So, I mean, listen, I'm glad the season's over. I'm not up in arms about the tank game as everyone else is as far as on a national level. Because at the end of the day, I want to say this, and I really mean this, what I'm about to say. Y'all listening? The Giants were 6-10. and 10. Six wins, ten losses. Six and ten. They didn't deserve to make the playoffs. I don't care they're talking about integrity. Your team was trash. Trash. You want to make the playoffs? Be better than what you were. Y'all were horrible. Daniel Jones... Still a turnover machine. Still terrible. It don't matter. 
Yeah, he missed Saquon this year. I know he did. I know he missed Saquon this year. I get it. Oh, I mean, and, and I've seen people put up this uh, the clip, you know, um, a couple times during the last few days. Oh, if Evan Ingram catches that ball during the Eagles game, Eagles versus Giants game, the first one this year, the Giants go to the playoffs. He catches that ball, the Giants win that game, and they go to the playoffs. Oh, wait a minute. Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones scores a touchdown, it doesn't fall on the eight-yard line. Oh, they probably win that game, and they probably go to the playoffs. But, like, this ridiculous notion, like, that, oh, we're ruining, the Eagles are ruining the integrity of the game and all of this stuff. Um, I'll never let this happen as long as I'm the coach of the New York Giants. You won six games, bro. Your team is horrible. I get it. They play hard for you. They play hard for jobs. Bro, this is the NFL. It's not for long. They better be playing hard or they're going to get cut. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, like they deserve to make the playoffs or something. You guys won six games. Y'all almost, y'all really almost lost that last game versus the Cowboys. You almost lost that game. If Andy Dolan doesn't throw an interception in the end zone, you probably lose that game too. You probably end up with five wins instead of six. Your team stinks. It's ridiculous, man. Like they like they deserve something because my light fell. I'm getting so pissed off that my light fell. Like they deserve something. It's ridiculous. Like we won six games. Get ready for the draft just like we are. You blame a four-win team because the six-win team blames the four-win team because they didn't get into the playoffs. Uh, Play better. I bet you had beat that four-win team uh, one more time, and you and they would have been a three-win team. You would have been a seven-win team. You would have gotten to the playoffs. Don't be ridiculous, man. Come on. That just like that. That bugs me. That bugs me. Like um, all this talk about integrity in the game and all. People tank every day, bro. Stop. It's only a story because the Eagles played at 8.15 on Sunday night. That's the only reason it's a story. Like, it doesn't matter that they bench Jalen Hurts. Who's Jalen Hurts? He's no savior of this team. You crazy? He's no savior of this team. He's not the end-all, be-all. Oh, he's not Jalen Hurts comes to the rescue. Are you kidding me? He was 7 for 20 for 72 yards. He's no savior. Oh, but I guess, you know, because he didn't turn the ball over. That's that's good enough. I get it.
you know, like people don't even understand. Like they're not even looking at other points or other ways uh, about all of this stuff. Like Washington's terrible too. Yeah, they won seven games. Like, listen, I give them credit. They won a couple of tough games this year. I give them credit for that. But like, they weren't blowing the doors off the Eagles. Excuse me. It's not like they were just their offense was just trotting up and down the field all night. They scored 20 points against like the Eagles second and third string defense. Stop it. Let's not be ridiculous, man. Like, come on with this. It just pisses me off that you you're on this high and you're high and mighty, like you're on this high horse. Don't be ridiculous, please. I mean, Washington, my LB, he's a Washington fan. He said, yo. They have no shot against the Bucs. I know this. This is our Super Bowl tonight. They have no shot against the Bucs next week. I know that. They're not going to beat the Bucs. They're not going to come walk into Tampa and upset the Bucs. Tom Brady threw 40 touchdowns here. They're not upsetting the Bucs. No way. It actually may, it may be close in the first half because Washington defense is going to come to play probably. Tom ain't having that. Tom is not letting you beat him in the first round of a playoff series. Now, I was on the boat. I was like, you know, Bucks probably going to get upset in the playoffs. Like, you know, because um, I wasn't even thinking that they would play the MC East team. But when I saw who they played, I was like, oh, there's no way they're losing this game. I'm going to throw for three touchdowns next week or this upcoming week. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. Yeah, he might get hurried. He might get pressured. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. Stop. He don't got Mike Evans. He don't need Mike Evans. I am. He, 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 listen, he's not losing this game. If anything, Washington keeps it close in the first half. Tommy starts to pull away late in third. By the fourth quarter, it's really over. You're just playing for style points then. Early in the fourth, you just it's going to be over. So, that's not be ridiculous. I mean, shout out to Washington. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Washington actually has the home game because they actually won the division. So my apologies. So Tommy has to go to to DC and play or Maryland or whatever. They're not gonna lose that game. You kidding me? They're not gonna lose that game. So I just I don't like this ridiculous thing about integrity of the game and uh, like people have been taking all the time. Like stop punish punishing Doug Peterson for pulling why? For what? Who? Who? Punching him for what? Because uh, the Giants didn't win the division? Because he didn't give... Who cares that he didn't give the Giants the opportunity to win the division? Who cares? He's not... He doesn't coach the Washington... He doesn't coach the New York Giants. Who cares? 
God. Listen, niggas got a lot to they got a lot to work on. I think next week I'll do a and I'll do a, a season recap. You know, kind of go game by game, um, and we'll talk about what their needs are for the off season. I mean, it looks like right now with the six pick, they'll probably get Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU. Um, he, you can't mess with that. Um, I personally, I mean, he probably won't be there by the time they get him, by the time they get the pick, but I want the Heisman with a Devontae Smith, but he probably won't even be there by the time he draft. Man, I, I would love to get Devontae Smith. It would be, it would be beautiful. Because you would have that guy. Carson would have that guy, or Jalen would have that guy. Like it, man. I just, I don't want any more projects. You know what I mean? Like, I just want like a a, a sure thing, a certified stud that is going to just ball. That's all I want. So I don't know. Exhausting season, exhausting, exhausting, exhausting. Um, Eagles just sucked the life out of everything and everybody. And I'm glad that their season is over. I couldn't take this team anymore. I don't think any of us could. Just was a sad, sad way to end a terrible season. Um, The only thing good about it is that it's actually over. And they didn't give you any false hope or anything like that. So, tip of my hat to uh, Washington for winning a terrible division. And uh, tip of my hat to really all the Eagles fans that had to endure this year. Um, but I am not in the camp of trading Carson Wentz. That is stupid if you ask me. Because you don't know what you really have in Jalen Hurts yet. And I get it. Like, he showed some some really promising things. But he also has shown you that... He also has not shown you that he can lead a... Um, lead this franchise for years to come. Like, I'm not looking at him like, okay, he's our quarterback for the next six, seven years. I just don't know yet. Now for four games, I just don't know. Um, with Carson, I think that um, even in his first season, from what I can recall, like, you know, of course, there were a lot of games they lost, and he lost a lot of games, like a lot of one possess or one score games, or not, not one, yeah, one, um, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, yeah, like one score games. They lost a lot of one score games, so like they lose by like a touchdown or a field goal or whatever. Um, within that margin. And I can remember the game in his rookie year when he played Baltimore. And Baltimore was beating him, of course. And it came all the way back, actually. And they tied the game. Or they actually got into a position where they could tie the game. 
And I remember like Carson, like, you know, he like he got he's getting beaten. He getting beaten up that game, I think. And he actually like ran the touchdown in, like scored a rushing touchdown. Um and I remember him going like this in the end zone. And then they uh they went for the two point, they went for the win. Um, they were aggressive because I mean they at that point they had nothing to lose. And you know, those he doesn't convert the two point conversion and they they lose the game. But like at that point I think I knew like okay, like this guy can probably be our quarterback for a while. Um and then the second year he just took off. I mean, you know, you win the division, you get the number one seed, and you know, you set yourself up for a home field advantage throughout the playoffs, but you know, you lose him. And in your third year, well he you know, he's he actually doesn't play that bad. He doesn't play all that bad. He is hurt, but he doesn't play all that bad. Um, but Nick Foles comes in and all of that. And then in the fourth year, um, they're mediocre again. But then he takes his last four games against bad teams, albeit bad teams, but they were divisional opponents, and you know how that can be. But he just puts the team on his back, you know, throws for like 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns a pick. And leads him to a division win, division title. Excuse me. And then, it's, like, I just don't think that you forget how to play football, and you just fall off a cliff that bad, and it's just no longer. You no longer deserve to be in the league. I just don't believe that. So, but that, maybe that's just me. So, um, they got a lot to figure out. I think personally, you have a quarterback competition. I will go through an evaluation of the entire season next week. Um, but I am glad that the season is over. And I'm glad that um, we don't have to deal with this right now. We're getting fast forward to the Sixers and the Flyers because the Sixers are playing well right now. Um, and I won't get into it right now because it's like I need to end this podcast. But um, at this point right now, the Sixers are 6 and 1. And they, in so many little words, they know how to play basketball. Period. They just know how to play basketball. Like, I feel like we have been dealing with Brett Brown and so much stupidity over the last few years, even if he didn't even notice it at first, um, that we forgot what, like, really fluid functional basketball looks like and the Sixers know how to play that right now. They just play basketball. They look good doing it. Period. They are efficient and they um, execute. And it looks good. It looks really good actually. I mean, now granted, they didn't look good in that, you know, one loss this year. That's without Joel Embiid, but they look good right now. And they got a little bit of a tough schedule coming up. They got um, Washington tomorrow, and they got the Nets on Thursday. So they got a back-to-back, and, they, you know, one home, one away. And they played the Heat twice in that stretch, and they got Denver. Um, they got a little bit of a tough stretch coming up. They do. But um, they said it on the radio today, and I was like, oh, the Eagles, I mean, the Sixers win four of those six games. <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe I said it, but I said it so fast. I was like, you probably went four of those games, you know, but, um, yeah, the Sixers look good right now. And listen, I'm nervous about the Nets because 
the Nets, you know, they look good. But, like, the Sixers look good, too. And I look at this, and, you know, it's going to play itself out. But right now, nobody can guard Joel Embiid. No one can. Nobody can guard Joel Embiid. No one can. Like, he's on a tear. Like, first few games, and he sat out a game. Like, he had 10 points in a quarter the other day. And then he ended up with, like, 14 points for the game. He sat the whole fourth quarter. Like, he probably, he could have got his, you know, his 25, 26 points that game. He sat the whole fourth quarter. He, he just, no one can guard the man right now. And I get it. There are people that, and I said I wasn't going to get into this because I need to end the podcast. But, like, people want to trade Ben Simmons still. And also, I'm like, why? They look good. They, the team is built exactly how it needs to be built around Ben Simmons. Like, there are shooters out there. Um, he can dish the ball. He can facilitate. And you know what? He can score when he needs to. And I've seen him do that in a few games. People underestimate that because um, he's not shooting jumpers. But, like, he can score and get to the rack when he needs to and get to the free throw line when he needs to. That's what it's about for me. And Ben Simmons. It's not about him shooting a jumper. I get it. Shooting a jumper helps the spacing. I understand that. Right now, they got a lot of space. Right now, they look well-spaced. And they move the ball. I, I love the way the Sixers are playing right now. And I, I don't I don't want to get too hyped too soon because, you know, I get it. It is a lot. Like, the Sixers are a lot. They, they're a lot to deal with. Like, they can be a lot to deal with. So, like, We've been hurt the last few years over the Sixers, but like right now, they just look they're playing basketball, and I I love it. So I'm here for it. And listen, I'll talk more about the Sixers during the next podcast. Um, I will say this: I want to thank Lou Embiid again, my brother Lou, because um, he really really helped me to see like to just get material out and to be consistent with it. Um, and it's something you know um, I've been fighting with for a while and I'm not saying I'm fully over it but what I do know now is that I just need to press right now even when I don't feel like doing it I gotta get something out so um, you will be hearing from me more it's 2021 there's no more excuses about this I need to be consistent with this thing and um I'm looking for you guys to share it. Share my podcast. You know, listen. Give me feedback. I, I welcome all kinds of feedback. Um, I need your help. I need you. You know what? I just need help because I can't do it on my own. Um, this is homegrown and it is from me. And I appreciate everybody who listens, but like I need help. I can't promote it on my own. I can't just do it on my own. I need you guys to just share my tweet. Share my Facebook statuses. Share it, share it, share it, share it. Like, if you can just help it, help me grow it, I would appreciate it. And I would, it, it, it'll be worth your while because I can, my content can get better. It can get better. I can grow. I can be better at doing this stuff. But like, I just need your help. I can't do it on my own. I know that. Um, I just need your help. I need your listens. I need your shares. I need your feedback. I need it. So I'd appreciate it if you could just help me. Help me. I'm not afraid to ask you for help because I need it. 
All right. So listen, I'm done for tonight. Um, I'm so glad the Eagles season is over. I'm so glad we can look forward to the Sixers and to NFL playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even have the spreads in front of me. So maybe I had to do like another uh, another thing this week um, with some NFL picks because uh, I want to get those out. I'm looking forward to NFL playoffs. I really am. I love postseason NFL playoffs. I love it. Wild card weekend is great. Um, yeah. So maybe I'll get something else out by Friday. I'll try my best. Um, maybe even if it's something like on my phone, I'll do that. All right. I appreciate you guys who are all going to listen. And I'm going to look at me on YouTube. It is available. It'll be available on YouTube. I will make sure I get the audio out on Spotify and Anchor and Apple and all that stuff. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. This is a new year, 2021. Let's listen. Let's be positive this year. Even if we got to take our hits, take our lumps, let's just keep on ticking. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to keep on ticking. And I appreciate you guys for listening and supporting me. And just help me, guys, please, if you can help me. I appreciate that. All right. Um, this is Don Lewis signing off for episode, um, I think this is episode 60, to be honest. I'm going to say, I'm going to go out and let me say this is episode 60. So I appreciate you guys for listening to me and, um, you'll be hearing from me a lot more. All right. But until next time, peace.